Chris Merrill, Joe Huizinga, Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. Friends, we have a deal on the border. It's a deal. It's a done deal. We have figured this out. You've been watching what's going on. The Senate committee came out with a bipartisan border package. You heard consternation over the last few days. You heard arguing back and forth over whether or not it was going to work. And uh, today we get the, uh, the word. We have a deal. And that deal is no deal. So basically, we know what's happening at the border now. It's exactly what has been happening for the last couple of years. If there's been any question about what would happen at the border with the package that was proposed, we know nothing. It's going to be the same way it has been. So rest assured that everything you're familiar with when it comes to border security will remain in place. And I just want to say thank you, Congress. Thank you for not surprising us. Thank you for providing us with exactly what we expected, and that is bupkis. We knew it was going to die in the House if it got there. Yeah. Didn't even get there. No. No. Died in the Senate. In fact, headline uh, on our website, KTAR.com, Senate Republicans scuttle border security package they had demanded from Democrats. And I thought this was, first of all, Joe, you and I have pointed out that it was a near $120 billion package. And of the $120 billion only $20 billion went to the border. It was not a border deal, but that's where things got hung up, right? It's more of a foreign aid package. Ukraine, Israel, and Indo-Pacific, Pacific, which... They had to cram a lot of other stuff yeah, in there. That was kind of Taiwan, uh, uh, and, um, and like I said before, South China Sea. Do you do some uh, light reading before bed to get into Very that? Very light reading, yeah. And I was thinking more and more about this, because there's going to be a lot of uh, finger-pointing back and forth and deservedly so, and we'll we'll dive more into the why on on why you would turn this down um, in our next segment. But I was thinking of a an analogy, and I thought this: it's like walking away. It's like going to a car dealer, right? Mm-hmm. And you go, I know I want this car. This is a good analogy too, because most people they immediately feel regret stepping foot on the car lot a lot of times. They they already feel it's like politics a yeah. lot of times. So you've decided I want a car. Mm-hmm. I want this car. Yeah. Right? Maybe you're like 90% of Arizonans and you want a white mid-sized SUV. Okay. Which I found out after I bought a white mid-sized SUV that 90% of Arizona has one. Bought that car two weeks ago, have literally tried to get into someone else's car three times since I bought it. Because it looks like every other car out there. You're on the used car lot yeah. or the new car lot, right. though. You're there. And I've decided I want this car. Okay. And so I tell the car dealer, I'm willing to give you, listen, the sticker on this car is $42,000. I will take it off your hands right now for $38,500. And the car, uh, the salesman says, eh, let me talk to my manager. Right? And you go, hmm. So you, you're, you're going, right, I like this car. Although he's off talking to his manager. And you go, hmm. You know, the seat isn't the nice, the nice quilted leather that I wanted. It's just cloth. You know, this car doesn't have the moonroof that I really wanted. Hmm. Well, now that I look at it, this car doesn't have this. I don't know. So the salesman comes back and goes, Gay, great news. I just talked to my boss, and I think we're going to be able to get this done. 38.5, it's yours. And you go, yeah, you know what? I've had a little time to reflect on this, and actually, it's not the car that I wanted because it doesn't have some of those things that I did want. Mm-hmm. And so you walk away from the deal that you proposed. 
So, again, I'm trying to find... That is a very good analogy. Thank you, because I'm trying to look at this this thing and go, my God, we have to have something. And, and, and so if I use the car dealer analogy, like, I need new wheels. I found the car I thought I wanted. The more I looked at it, it's not exactly the car I wanted, but I still need new wheels. We need border security. Mm-hmm. There's a proposal by the GOP, and then once they're told, yeah, you can have the deal, they say, no, I don't want that deal now. Because it's not good enough. And I'm trying to find a way that this isn't just about politics. I'm re- Because the cynic in me says, yeah, it's all politics. Yeah, it's all about postponing the security of America until November. And what those who are now reneging on the deal mm-hmm. are saying, I think, is it's not enough. Like you said, where there's no moonroof, there's no some of those other things. Yeah. And so what I don't understand is, hey, why didn't you pass it and then work to add some more of those things in? We know that bills always grow in price. You always add more to it. They never get cheaper. So they always pile more in there. So why not, hey, We've got the framework here. That's such a great point, because unlike a car, it's a lot easier to say, okay, well, you know what? We want to decrease the asylum claims to 2500 oh, You want that extended warranty? Yeah, we're going to tack that Yeah, that's here. a whole lot easier to do than it is to you know, reupholster your seats, right? Mm-hmm. It's actually easier for Congress to change border security than it would be for you and I to add adaptive cruise control to a car. Yeah, and not just change border security. Hey, beef it up a little. Sure. Make it a little better. Yeah. I'm with you. More more judges, more uh, Border Patrol, all those other things that people want. Yeah, you can do that. But you're right. I agree it is all about politics here. Yeah. Because if you really wanted it to work, you would stay at the table. You would be saying, hey, you know what? We were close. This got out of committee, a bipartisan committee. We were close. We're going to take another shot at this. We're going to get closer instead of no deal. Yeah. Again, back to our car analogy, be like talking to the salesman going, hey, look, I looked at this car a little longer. It doesn't have some of the stuff I wanted. Thanks for coming to me with the deal and saying we could get it. Do you have anything else on the lot? Or, hey, what about we said thirty eight five. How about thirty seven now? Could you do could you go back and check with your boss again and do that? Not just, you know what, I'm going to leave right now and I'm not coming back. So you're saying continue the negotiations. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm not hearing that or seeing that anywhere. Yeah. Do you feel like at least with the border, with the border side of this? Actually, you had a story that you provided uh, moments before we got uh, on the air here. What was the one that you had there? So the the gist of it is that the White House reading glasses. Does By the way, support. don't turn forty, Joe. It, uh, you have to have reading glasses. B- bad news. I'm forty plus one. Mm-hmm. Um, the White House supports the national security package vote without the border provision. So all all of that what? border deal that you and I were talking about, the $120 billion deal. Wait a minute. Yeah, the White House is now saying, hey, just forget that border piece of it. We're going to try to push through the rest of it, and we're pretty sure that we can get bipartisan support to at least get 60 Hold votes on. to get it out of the Senate. Wait a minute. Yeah. Am I, is my memory correct that the whole, like, Biden wanted money for Ukraine? And the House Republicans said, we're not going to authorize any money for Ukraine or Israel, if I recall correctly at Mm -hmm. the time, unless we get a border deal done. Mm -hmm. So then we get border provisions or at least some some border package thrown in border deal that had all the other, you know, foreign aid, which came through a bipartisan committee. Yep. Was authored by a Republican, a Democrat and an independent. Mm -hmm. And now 
So oh, now wow. it's, hey, let's strip the border piece out. And so is this Biden sitting there and, and going, hey, well, we're really going to prove that we were at least going to try to do something. So we're going to push through all the other stuff to at least get it out of the Senate. All right. And I then, feel like this blows our car analogy out of the water. Let me throw another analogy at you. Then. Look at you, Mr. Analogy. OK, so the House GOP says we're not going to authorize a penny for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, anything else unless you secure the border. So a bill is then comes out of the Senate committee that says, look, this will do all of those things. And the House GOP says, no, to which the Senate GOP says, there's no point because the House won't do it. So we're all going to be unified. Forget it. We're not passing anything, even though that's what they asked for to start with. Is this like asking someone to marry you and then standing them up at the altar? I mean, forget that my manager said I could give you a 38.5 in the car. Now we're at the point, Joe, where it's like, will you marry me? Please marry me. Uh, I, I will never date anyone else again. Please marry me. And you say, okay. And I go, great. The wedding is on. How soon do you want to get married, Joe? You want to like next week? The wedding is next Thursday. It'll be the first on-air wedding between hosts on KTAR. And then come Thursday, Joe doesn't show up. No, I don't show up. I'm the one that asked you to marry me, and then I don't show up. I'd be standing you up at the altar when I asked you to marry me. I appreciate your effort to go down the analogy road, but it's you so... You feel like I missed on that one, too? No. I, oh, okay. I, it's so convoluted of what's going on there that, to me, it is beyond basic analogies. I think you've summed it up pretty well, but it's just like, what? It feels chaotic to me. Oh, yeah. Which brings me to the why. Why so much strife? Why so much disillusion? Why so much chaos? And why do you suppose we can't figure out a way to disagree without being disagreeable? There's a design flaw that makes you side-eye your neighbor, and that design flaw is revealed next in our Where's uh, What's the Why on KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. You can find us at KTAR.com. You'll be able to see Joe's pretty face under the uh, bright lights today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Chris and Joe Show. I'm Chris Merrill. He is Joe Hyzenga. We were talking about this, uh, not a border bill. I continue to say it's a foreign aid package that had a, a side of border attached to it. But that part appears to be D-E-D. And that spells dead, Jed. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, it is dead. D-E-D? D-E-D spells dead, Jed. Got it. And I was trying to think about the why. Why would you say no? Why Why do we have some on the left were saying it doesn't go far enough to protect the interests of people seeking asylum or it doesn't, you know, it's going to leave people vulnerable, whatever. Some on the right are saying, well, this is just not okay. It's not going to do enough. It doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't get what my pet project was in that. In fact, did you hear, I was listening uh, yesterday to the guys uh, on Outspoken. And who were they talking? Oh, yeah, they had uh, Leon Wilmot on. He's the, the sheriff in Yuma County. Mm-hmm. And they asked him, like, you know, why are you opposing this? We're border county, big border county, right? A lot of border crossings there in the Yuma sector. Why are you opposing this? And it sounded like he was just mad about Biden. And they said, well, it sounds personal. He goes, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. Here's what he here's. Here's why he says he doesn't he doesn't like it. Oh, hold on here. Pause, radio professional at work. Talking about public safety mm-hmm. and homeland security. I'm not talking about the immigration law. I am not an expert on that. Fair enough. But when 
When I see over 100,000 people in the last two years that have died from an unsecure border, from a public safety perspective, the president of the United States has the ability to shut this down and stop what's going on. He refuses to do that, portraying a false narrative that he doesn't have that capability. So, yeah, from a public safety standpoint, I am offended at that because when you lie, you die. Okay, so we're opposing the bill because he feels like the president should be doing something else. Specifically, he said he offered a 16-point plan that was, he says, ignored. The, the simple explanation I've, I've put forth, too, a lot of times is I think you know, the GOP, a lot of them know that, hey, Trump doesn't like this, so we need to kind of stand down on it, and, and that that's why it's not going to move forward. All right, so here. the why is all political in your mind. Yeah. Let me tied to November. Let me dive deeper into that Mm -hmm. because I think you're on to something. Here's my what's the why, and it it comes from uh, uh, Axios had a story that I was reading, and to summarize, it's basically a political divisiveness is ultimately harmful, but it is low key beneficial to the pigs in power. Hmm. That's it. All right. So basically chaos, and the chaos is beneficial. So much so that it's it's actually pointed out. I was looking at a uh, you know the daily news updates or whatever, uh, and they were talking about why does it matter. Uh, and they were talking about President Trump, who said, "Forget it. This is uh, you know you can blame me. I don't like the package. Uh, why it matters? He's throwing preemptive punches and sowing chaos in Congress before getting bogged down by the realities of his uh, pending court cases. So it's the chaos, and the chaos is beneficial. And I thought more and more about that." And I've said it on the air before that why do they why do they like the divisiveness? And it's because it's how you stay in power. It's how you get votes. It's how you um, it's how you raise money. So it's beneficial to them. Yeah, because. Well, that's the why. Why does it work? No, how how is it beneficial to them? You're arguing it is beneficial to them, right? So, so is why it just is it beneficial? That's how they stay elected. Yes, but why do we elect them? That's what I come down to. Why do we elect people that continue to sow divide and chaos? Why, when we see the chaos in Washington, do we not look at our neighbor and go, huh, feels like we're getting hosed here. Instead, we look at our neighbor and go, are you on my team or their team? So, Meaning the other party. We side with one party or the other. We don't show disappointment with both because, look, if you can't beat them, join them. Right? Mm-hmm. We're losing when nothing gets done to secure the border, who loses? It's not the politicians, right? All of us. It's all of us because they've got they've got gates on their homes, right? It's us that are concerned about security at the border. It's us that are concerned about economic security. It's us that lose when there's no action taken to support to secure the border. How about all the people who actually live at the border? At the border. Thank you. So it's not the politicians who are directly affected by this. The chaos benefits them. And why is that? It's because we choose a side. And, I, and, and why are we so interested? Why don't we rise up and say enough is enough? We demand that you put us first. And I thought more and more about that. And I think it comes down to a couple of things. The first is it's our own nature uh, to pay very close attention to things that scare us. Right. Existential threats are the things we focus on. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a survival mechanism that goes back to uh, creation. But I also thought about how much we love drama. It keeps us tuned in. We're not, we're not excited about calm seas. 
It's the impending storm. It's the chaos, or at least the threat or perception of chaos that makes us pay attention. You've heard the phrase, if it bleeds, it leads, right? If you're in the business, the news business, right? Mm-hmm. You know that you have to get attention of people. And the idea of an impending threat is an exciting way. And people can't turn away. If they feel like there is an impending threat, they can't turn away. It doesn't even have to be directly pointed at you or me either, right? It is more effective that way. But we love the drama. If you say that there is a threat, if you say that there is chaos, we can't look away. We rubberneck on, on cars that crash in the opposite lanes. Why? Doesn't affect us. It's people going the opposite direction. I can't tell you how many times we get bogged down. I've been on the 101 a thousand times and cars going the other way are slowing down my lane. Why? Because we love the drama. It might be sports rivalries. It might be real housewives of insert American city here. We love the drama. Joe, think of any successful piece of entertainment. The core of that drama is conflict. It evokes emotion, too. Absolutely. Makes you feel a certain way. Absolutely. Every best picture film, Mm -hmm. conflict. Every Pulitzer Award. Conflict. Every great novel, every sports classic, it's all about conflict. And we will pay for that conflict. We'll pay the movie ticket prices. We will pay for parking at State Farm Stadium. We will pay for Netflix, Hulu, Max, Apple TV, Peacock, Paramount, Cable, Internet. We will pay because we love drama. And when it comes to the perception of our safety, there's nothing more valuable. And that is why politicians love the chaos, because we will pay them for it. We will pay them for the opportunity to witness the chaos, and we will pay them for the solution to the chaos. We don't ride roller coasters because they're not coming back. We ride roller coasters because we want the thrill, and the ticket's going to bring us right back to homeostasis is a big word, meaning we get back to the platform. And right now, we're on the roller coaster We're just giving money to the politicians who want to bring us back to that platform. We'll open the phones at 602-277-KTAR. I have a couple observations on what you said, too, that I I want to hit on on the the other side as well. Good. I saw you taking notes frantically over there. I felt like I was lecturing in college. What you said about conflict, I think, is Uh interesting. There's something there. And, And where we were going with feel, too. All right. So do you feel, I'll open the phone, 602-277-KTAR. Do you feel any hope? That we're going to find leaders who are going to fix problems rather than exacerbating problems for political gains. Because, frankly, in my opinion, the best politician is a boring politician. 602-277-5827. Are we going to, as a society, be able to elect leaders to fix problems? 602-277-5827. And the president just spoke yesterday, and what he said, probably not likely to win him any new fans on the right. He's playing that same game. If you're undecided, maybe it's the kind of in-the-face talk that you want to hear from a leader. You don't get what he had to say. That's next. And you can tell us if it's likely to produce results or just more of this chaos. Straight away on KTAR News. Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga, Chris and Joe. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. But I'm Chris Merrill. He is Joe Heisinga. Find us on Twitter uh, or X uh, at uh, Chris and Joe KTAR. Chris and Joe KTAR. How about on Instagram? Uh, 
The Chris and Joe Show. Look at you. Gold Thank star. You. I had a cheat sheet in front of me. That's good. So I have a frustration with the politics. Uh, a couple of things we discovered. One, it looks like that bill that had funding for Ukraine, Israel, uh, Taiwan, uh, and a border provision in it mm-hmm. is DOA. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is exactly what Mike Johnson said. Like, we knew that this was not going to go anywhere. Uh, so now, according to Chuck Schumer, sounds like they're going to put the bill out again. Without yeah. the border stuff. <laughs> and he thinks that it'll get through the Senate anyway, which is a trip. I would contend that the politicians, even though this was bipartisan and even though it was demanded by one side who's now saying we're not going to go for it, I would contend that the politicians love the chaos because we're willing to pay to ride a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You were talking but about conflict. We love the drama. We love the conflict. Movies, of drama. Movies TV shows, books. But they have conflict resolution. Like, that's what you love about a book. If you only were like, oh, a cliffhanger again, again, again. It's like, that's why the masses don't watch soap operas every day. Like, a lot of times there's not the resolution. Like, and I feel like Congress, what we've got right now is endless conflict, extremely limited resolution. Well, do you know why? It's because you haven't made a large enough donation to the right congressperson to fix the problem. Mm. You see? Mm-hmm. So now, if only you would respond to those fundraising emails, we might actually get a resolution. And if we don't, you only have yourself to blame. But see, I have one on that, too, because you were also talking about you know how, how it makes people feel. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking about that, I was like, you know, if you think about the, the more hardliners, the more extremist ends of, you know, the, the two-party system that we have, the reason people relate to them is they feel like the squad versus the freedom caucus. Sure. Okay. They feel like, Hey, I want, I want it that way too. And they can relate to that. They're like the way we live today. Like there's companies that even say like, you can have it your way. And everybody sits out there and goes, Hey, I can drive 90 down the road if I want to. But you can't, you, you can, there's no such thing as having it your way. You don't get life your way. You don't. You want to drive 90? Great. Until you hit a traffic jam. And then you know how fast you're going? Zero. And you know how people respond when they hit the traffic jam? They throw temper tantrums. And what's going on in Congress? Actually, it's funny. It's not just Congress. Uh, Biden was speaking yesterday, and Biden had a little bit of a hissy fit. Uh, Here's what he had to say. Frankly, they owe it to the American people to show some spine. Hold on. Let me see if I can just uh, make that not sound like he's talking into a broken microphone. Frankly, they owe it to the American people to show some spine and do what they know to be right. All right. That sounds like a temper tantrum. You're not giving me what I want because you're a meanie face. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what it sounds like. And I know that the whole thing is, oh, look, he's strong. He's saying he's he's taking a hard line stance. I don't buy any of it. I don't buy any of it from any politician is part of the, the, the issue that I'm having here. So the question is... And again, I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here, because I still have hope that it can be fixed. I feel like this is a pendulum, and at some point we do expect resolution, right? Like, It'll swing back. I want the season to end mm-hmm. at some point, right? If you're going to start season three, at least give me some resolution in season two. Do you feel that there's any hope that we're going to be able to find leaders who will fix some of these problems instead of just exacerbating them for political gain? Let me start uh, with Anthony. He is in fix. Welcome to the program, Anthony. You're talking to Chris and Joe. Hey, how's it going, guys? Dandy. Um, so last segment, you guys were talking about what drives political division. You sort of came to the conclusion that it was, you know, we love the drama, right? 
Um, I sort of have a different idea. I okay. think it's lack of competitive uh, congressional districts. Um, so like 14% are competitive at all. Yeah. Uh, so 86% of those districts are reliably red or blue. Um, yeah, you know, that's a great point. That, yeah. Yeah. Let me expand. On, to, I, I love that. Yeah, I, go ahead. I, I love that because as much as we feed off of the chaos, it's kind of like the stock market. The stock market hates chaos, right? Politicians hate uncertainty. The reason that the, the, the districts are drawn up that way is to ensure that people stay in power and control, right? It's, it's in order to ensure that those districts are predictable. Like Anthony's saying, most of them, what he said, 86% of them are pretty predictable. Dang predictable. Yeah. Is that fair, Anthony? Exactly. And yeah. to even get to the quote unquote real election, you have to get through a, a partisan primary where only a fraction of people vote and you get people to say, I'll fight for you rather than, you know, I'll solve the problem. Right. That's a great point. Exactly. Oh, that is so good. Such a good point. Yeah. I'll fight for you, which is what Biden is saying. Like he's trying to come off like he's fighting. Like I'm going to tell them to grow a spine. Like I'm I'm a fighter. You know, man. It's it's all part of the show. It's all show business, baby. Mm-hmm. It's all show business. Mm-hmm. You want to talk with, uh, let's go to Cave Creek and Michael checks in on the Chris and Joe show, KTAR. Michael. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Thanks for, uh, um, yeah. hello? Hey, buddy. Go ahead. Okay. No, no thanks for uh, having me on. Um, so, you know, I completely agree with the uh, previous caller. I mean, there's a lot of politicians that just want to run on, uh, run on, what do you call it? Issues, I'll fight for you. actually solve it. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I totally get that. You know, it, it, it's just kind of one of those things. But um, concerning the whole border issue, it's kind of why I called in, is that, um, you know, I, the laws, the, there's laws are in the books that, that the current president is not really uh, enforcing. You know, and, 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 and I think that the, the big difference of, with what's currently going on now is that there's a number set to it. And I think that's what a lot of Republicans have issues with. Yeah, Michael. There's a number but, set to it. But what's yeah. the, hold on, Michael. What's the alternative to the number set to it? It's, it's, it's what well, it is right now. Like right now, like. It's no number well, set to it. I mean, it. The, current, the current. Correct. But yeah. the current law says that if you, current come, if you come in, that you're detained until you're hearing. So, but, but, but because there's so many coming in, you know, what do you do with them? Right. So that was like one of the things, like it's, it's the remain in Mexico thing, you know, and I know like, you know, everybody says like, well, we need Mexico's permission. I go, do we really need Mexico's permission? Michael, I got a quick one for you here too. You, you, you said that you still have hope real quick for us, like in, in 15 seconds, yeah. sum up why you still have hope for what's going on with, you know, politics these days. Why do you have hope? I, honestly, I, I actually, I, I guess as a mis, misnomer, uh, I guess <laughs> oh, I really no. Michael, <laughs> come on, we want to have hope. We're hoping you, Michael. I'm trying to have. I'm trying to. I'm trying to find a silver lining, but I really can't find it right now because <laughs> what, what's going on is just, just driving me nuts. Oh, yeah, okay. buddy. We're all the same boat on that one. Uh, all right. The chaos uh, continued in the house last night, by the way, and maybe uh, that was not going as planned. You'll enter that whirlwind next. We'll get more of your calls at 602-277-KTAR, 602 602- 
277-5827. That's next on KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. The Chris and Joe Show. We've got two new shows here at KTAR. Chris and I are one of them. And then you've got uh, Bruce and Gatos without spoken from 4 to 7. You can watch and listen on 92.3 FM, the KTAR News app, and KTAR.com. And you'll find us on Facebook uh, at uh, Chris and Joe KTAR. Although, as I look at this now, Chris and Joke Tar is what it looks like to me. Chris and Joke Tar. Hmm. Chris and Joe KTAR on Facebook. So, I have hope. Let me say that. I, I posed the question, do you feel any hope that we're going to be able to find leaders that are going to solve problems and not just spin yarns around Pendulum's going to come right. back the other way. Right. We want yep. somebody that's going to drive the train back to the station, not somebody who's going to drive us around in circles near cliffs, right? That's what we want. Yes. Uh, and I do have hope. I think the pendulum is going to come back. But then we saw what happened last night, and sometimes I think maybe maybe the conductor is driving the, the train a little too quick around these corners. Uh, we saw... What is being labeled as 10 minutes of humiliation or a U.S. House vote to impeach DHS Secretary Mayorkas fails. Remember, this is a big investigation uh, by the House Republicans. They brought it to the floor to, to impeach cabinet member and it failed. They have the majority. How is that even possible? And then right afterward, they did a vote on Israeli funding, which was supposed to be kind of a in-your-face alternative to the the bill that the Senate proposed that had the, the border money um, attached to it. That failed pretty overwhelmingly on that one. So it was not a great night when it comes to controlled chaos. Mm-hmm. It seems that there was a little bit of a loss of control. Are you feeling any hope? Again, I still want to have a little bit, but... I certainly understand where frustration is mounting. Gregory in Phoenix, next up on the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR. Gregory, welcome to the program. How are you guys doing today? Danny, they're my friend. Where Do you have hope left or no? Yes, I, I do have hope left because I, I believe they can work things out in the future. The thing that I would like to bring up is that I feel that some of these politicians have stayed in Washington so long and they're so stagnant that they need to move on and that... Term limits is the thing that needs to come back into the equation and be talked about and be voted in by us voters. So we move on from these folks that don't want to do anything and put people in that want to do something. And we don't let somebody there for 50 years and they're just stuck with the same thing. And we're just voting for somebody because of their name. And then they just end up there for years and years and years. Totally. And then they're supported by all these their their special interests that pay their you know that pay for their it's kind of our fault too right because we're the ones that vote for them joe yeah i mean that's what i was going to say gregory isn't it totally our fault i mean we're the ones who we have the opportunity to impose the term limit and and i guess you could say it goes back to our earlier caller too if you've got 86 percent of the districts out there where it's a pretty safe space but the voters do have the power i mean if we don't want you to have term limits i mean you know, we can say, hey, you need to go now at, yeah. when when it's, you know, time yeah. for a new election. I, I agree, but we're so we're so on just one side or the other yeah. that they're just that we only get like like last presidential election. OK, I, I prefer Trump over Biden, but I would if, if there would have been a third alternative, I probably if, if they would, be, you know, if they were supportive mm-hmm. and there's, if they supported things that I would prefer. So more than a two party you know, system. I preferred voting for a third party candidate than voting for either one that was offered. 
Well, I got good news for you. Cheryl Hines' husband, RFK Jr., may join the Libertarian ballot. So you might have that third party. But how widely supported will he be? He's actually, I think he's got more than 30% right now in some of the polling. Really? It's like huge. You could have told me, you could have just told me 3%. And you would have believed And I would have believed you. (laughs) The fact that you said 30, I am stunned right now. I think it's astonishingly high. Let me, uh, you grab the next one. I'll uh, I'll pull that number for us. We're going to go to Sam. Sam, you've got uh, one minute here real quick. You're out in Chandler. You still have hope. Why do you still have hope, Sam? I still have hope because there are still people who want to see change and they want to bring about change. And maybe it's not moving very quickly. Maybe it's not moving at the rate or the way that necessarily everyone agrees on or everybody wants. But as long as there is still that American spirit of wanting to look at something and say, hey, let's do this better and work toward a common goal of trying to do that and to improve the, the life for everyone else, then I still have I still have hope. Where are those people, Sam? Are you saying they're in Congress or we need them to get there? I think we need them to get there. I Can think you throw out some names? The, I don't. I don't. I haven't okay. done enough research for that. Sure. But I, okay. I think that gen, just even a generation, and this is no disrespect to the older generation. It's been, they've done a great job. But, you know, it's really time for n- new blood. You need new, fresh ideas. And what you actually need is to be able to capitalize on ways to implement and engineer those new ideas. Because often the death of a new movement is the grandfathers or the founding fathers of of the previous movement. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Great points. Uh, By the way, I was way off. Uh, yeah, not thirty no. percent. No, it's huh? more like uh, between ten and fifteen percent. Okay, yeah. that's that's still more than I would have guessed. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But that's without being part of the libertarian ticket, which is on in every state right now. He's running as an independent. That's so for RFK. What, for what RFK. numbers he's polling at? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Right. All right. It's an historic first. And it could make parents pay a little more attention to what their kids are doing between 8 and 3. How much do you need to know about your kids when you aren't watching? That is next on the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News.